Located in the Tua Tian Hu province in central Vietnam, Hu City served as the capital of the Dang Trong Kingdom and the Win Dynasty. Also known as the City of Romance, Hu sits about 700 km south of Hanoi and 1,100 km north of Ho Chi Minh City. The citadel came under fire again in the early morning hours of January 31, 1968, as part of the Tet Offensive a division-sized force of People's Army of Vietnam and Viet Cong soldiers. Out of 160 buildings only 10 major sites remain because of the battle, such as the Tai Hoa and Canton temples, the Mu and Hien Lam Kak. The city was made a UNESCO site in 1993. The buildings that still remain are being restored and preserved. Hue. Hue. 654 km south of Hanoi, 108 km from Da Nang and 1,051 km north of Ho Chi Minh City, is regarded as the intellectual and spiritual center of Vietnam. Established in 1687 along the Perfume River, on a coastal plain about 16 km inland from the South China Sea, it was the imperial city of Vietnam under the Win Dynasty from 1802 to 1945. Over the years it has been the source of much of Vietnam's literature, music, medicine, astronomy, as well as 1,700 of the 3,000 dishes that make up Vietnamese cuisine. It is also regarded as one of the hottest and rainiest places in Vietnam, with temperatures often topping 100 degrees Fahrenheit, and was the site of some of the fiercest fighting during the Tet Offensive in the Vietnam War. Today Hue City constitutes the cultural, political and economic center of Tua Tien Hue province and is home to about 340,000 people. 2009. Unlike Saigon, and to a lesser degree Hanoi, Hue is a quiet, meditative place where one can relax, reflect and not worry about getting knocked over by motor scooters. Hue contains over 100 major pagodas, palaces, temples and tombs inside and outside its walls, as well as the Vietnam's most prestigious university and, according to some, its most beautiful women. Hue means harmony in Vietnamese. The areas around the temples, palaces and tombs is still largely undeveloped. Hue covers about 7,000 hectares. Around the city are green rice paddies and not far in the distance are the shadowy Trong Sun Mountains. The Perfume River is often choked with houseboats and sampans. Many historical buildings in Hue are crumbling ruins or bombed-out shells, but other display graceful architecture and features shimmering orange, blue and yellow ceramic dragons, dogs and monsters. Grant McCool and Wynne Van Vin of Reuters wrote, The city of 1.1 million people was declared a World Heritage Site by UNESCO in 1993 to preserve its walled imperial city and other structures. Some were built by the French, who colonized Vietnam for almost 100 years until 1954. Part of the imperial compound was bombed in 1968 during fierce fighting for Hue by communist soldiers of North Vietnam against troops of South Vietnam sided by the United States military. Colin Long, a lecturer in Asian cultural history at Deakin University in Melbourne, Australia, says the Hanoi government has been careful not to destroy its biggest asset in the region. There is a belief in Hanoi that they are not just prepared to live on the cultural heritage but also to push for other forms of development, says Long. Source, by Grant McCool and Wynne Van Vin, Reuters, June 28, 2006. Hue is also an important center of Buddhism. In Hue and its surrounding there are hundreds of temples and pagodas. Hue is a place where the royal music originated, and a place with traditional famous dishes and sophisticated handicrafts. Hue Royal Musical, Nyan Nak, has been declared as a world intangible cultural heritage since November 2003. History of Hue The history of Hue is short but concentrated. Fought over for centuries by local warlords, it became the imperial city of Vietnam in 1802, when Emperor Win Gia Long established a new Vietnamese dynasty here and brought in scholars, poets, philosophers and artists from all over his kingdom. 
The city was set up out according to principles of feng shui geomacy in the posture of an undulating dragon and sitting tiger laid out on the river. Since 1306, after the wedding of the princess Wei and Tran of the Tran dynasty with Che Man, the Cham King, the territories of Chao O and Chao Li, comprised of Quang Tri, Tua Tian, Hu and part of northern Quang Nam today, took the name of Tuan Hoa. In the second half of the 15th century, under the reign of King Latan Tong, the name of Hu appeared for the first time. In 1636, the residence of the Wind Lords was settled at Kim Long, Hu. In 1687, it was transferred to Fushuen, where is the citadel today. Early in the 18th century, Fushuen became the political, economic and cultural center of the southern part of Vietnam. Then, from 1788 to 1801, it became the capital of the Taesun dynasty. Hue served as the administrative center of southern Vietnam in the 17th and 18th centuries. Gia Long, first ruler of the Win dynasty, made it the national capital of United Vietnam in 1802, a position that it held until 1945. It was selected because it is situated in the geographical center of the country and with easy access to the sea. The new capital was planned in accordance with ancient Oriental philosophy in general and Vietnamese tradition in particular. It also respected the physical conditions of the site, especially the Perfume River and Ngubin Mountain, known as the Royal Screen. The relationship between the five cardinal points, center, west, east, north, south, five natural elements, earth, metal, wood, water, fire, and five basic colors, yellow, white, blue, black, red, underlies the conception of the city, and is reflected in the names of some important features. The Perfume River, the main axis, divides the capital in two. The detailed planning was entrusted to Win Van Yen, commander of an army unit specializing in the construction of citadels. Four citadels or defended enclosures made up the city Quintan, capital city, for official administrative buildings, Huangtan, imperial city, for royal palaces and shrines, Tukamtan, forbidden purple city, for the royal residences, the two last named are known collectively as the Dai Noi or inner city, and Tranbin Dai, an additional defensive work in the northeast corner of the capital city, designed to control movement on the river. A fifth fortress, Tran Hai Tan, coastal bastion, was constructed a little later to protect the capital against assault from the sea. Planning lasted two years, from 1803 to 1805, and it was not until 1832 that construction was complete. The new capital was much larger than its predecessor, Dong Trang, and encompassed several villages as well. Over 30,000 workmen and soldiers were involved in the work, which involved filling in two small tributaries of the Perfume River and digging new moats and canals. The fortress itself was modeled on the European style of Vauban, the first of its type in Southeast Asia, but the complex suffered considerably as a result of military operations in 1885, 1947 and 1968. From 1802 to 1945, Hue was the capital of unified Vietnam under the reign of the Thirteen Win Kings. During these years, architectural works of a high cultural and historic value were built, the citadel, especially the imperial city, including 253 buildings, seven royal tomb compound of nine kings of the Win dynasty, the esplanade of Nam Giao, a Ho Huyen arena and the Han Chen temple. He was heavily damaged in an uprising against the French colonial rulers in 1885. In the 1940s, a revolutionary movements against the French were spawned here by the city's intellectuals, and the city again was badly damaged by fighting between Vietnamese and French. But the worst was yet to come. In the Vietnam War it was nearly wiped off the face of the earth. James H. Wilbanks wrote on HistoryNet.com, Hugh's population of 140,000 in 1968 made it South Vietnam's third largest city. 
As Vietnam's traditional cultural and intellectual center, Hue had been treated almost as an open city by the Viet Cong and the North Vietnamese and thus was spared much of the war's death and destruction. The only military presence in the city was the Fortified Army of the Republic of Vietnam, ARVN, 1st Infantry Division headquarters at the northwest corner of the citadel. The only combat element in the city was the division's reconnaissance company, the elite Hoc Bao Company, known as the Black Panthers. The rest of the division's subordinate units were arrayed outside the city. Maintaining security inside Hue was primarily the responsibility of the National Police. Source, James H. Wilbanks, HistoryNet.com, January 25, 2011. Located only 8 miles south of DMZ, the wartime border between North and South Vietnam, Hue was the site of some of the heaviest fighting of the 1968 Tet Offensive. As one observer put it, the Citadel was a camera-toting tourist dream, but in February 1968 it became a rifle-toting infantryman's nightmare. He was captured by the North Vietnamese on January 31, 1968 and held for 24 days before it was retaken by American and South Vietnamese troops. Over 10,000 people, mostly civilians, were killed, and temples and palaces were reduced to rubble. Today you can see holes and marks, produced by tank and artillery fire, in many buildings and walls. Steamy, rainy weather, Hue receives more rainfall than almost anywhere else in Vietnam, 109 inches a year, flooding, typhoons, moss and mildew, masonry cracking vegetation, and termites and other boring insects have also taken their toll on Hue's landmarks. Hue's climate one Vietnamese official told Smithsonian Magazine, is more destructive than a fleet of American B-52 bombers. In 1995, Hue was designated a UNESCO World Heritage Site. A year later, the Vietnamese government approved a $70 million, 15-year plan to repair the main structures, refurbish royal tombs and restore the city its original positions. In recent years the old city has become very popular with tourists. Phan Tuanan, an elderly scholar told the New York Times he is worried about Hugh's future. If more people come here, the atmosphere in the city is not good, he said. The number of foreign visitors, they destroy the cultural atmosphere in our city. When they go to the pagoda, and to the imperial city, they wear shorts. I don't know what to say. Tourist information for Hugh. Orientation of Hue, Hue City covers 70.99 square kilometers. The complex of Hue monuments, which includes temples, tombs and palaces, lies along the Perfume River in Hue City and some adjacent areas of Tua Tien Hue Province. The city itself is roughly divided into two parts, the French colonial city, with stucco villas and tree-lined boulevards, on the south bank of the Perfume River, and the moated citadel, and its accompanying buildings, on the north side of the river. James H. Wilbanks wrote on HistoryNet.com, Hue is two cities divided by the Song Hung or River of Perfume, with two-thirds of the city's population living north of the river within the walls of the old city, known as the Citadel. Once the home of the enemies' emperors who had ruled the central portion of present-day Vietnam, the three-square-mile Citadel is surrounded by walls rising to 30 feet and up to 40 feet thick, which form a square about a mile and a half long on each side. The three walls not bordering the Perfume River are encircled by a zigzag moat that is 90 feet wide at many points and up to 12 feet deep. Source, James H. Wilbanks, HistoryNet.com, January 25, 2011. Inside the Citadel are block after block of row houses, apartment buildings, villas, shops, parks and an all-weather airstrip. Tucked within the old walled city is yet another fortified enclave, the Imperial Palace, where the emperors held court until the French took control of Vietnam in 1883. Situated at the south end of the citadel, the palace is essentially a square with 20-foot-high, 2,300-foot-long walls. South of the Perfume River and linked to the citadel by the Win Huang Bridge is the modern part of Hue. 
Here is the city's main hospital, the Catholic Cathedral, Hugh University and the newer residential districts. During the Vietnam War period it was also the home of the provincial prison and the U.S. consulate. Hugh City is part of Tua Tien Hue Province, which covers 5,062.6 square kilometers and is home to 1,090,900 people, 2010. The largest ethnic groups in the area are the Viet, Kien, Taoi, Kotu, Bru Van Q, and Hoa. The capital is Hue City. This province leans up against the Trong Sun mountain range and is washed by the South China Sea, along its 120-kilometer seashore. Getting to Hue, transportation by train, road, air and water routes is very convenient. Tuatian Hue province is 654 kilometers from Hanoi, 1,051 kilometers from Ho Chi Minh City, 85 kilometers from Da Nang. National Highway 14 that links Hue with Central Highlands. It is also on the National Highway 1A that connects Hanoi and CML. There are buses to many places. The bus station is located at 33B in Duong Duong, telephone 84-54-3825070. The Thong Yet Express trains from Hanoi to Ho Chi Minh stop at Hue Railway Station. The local trains come to some other provinces. Touring around Hue. Cars with a driver can be rented for around $50 a day. Many people visit the temples and the tombs along the Perfume River by Sampan. The cost of renting a sampan for the day is about $20. Much of the city and its sites can also be explored by bicycle. Amanda Hesser wrote in the New York Times, Our guide for several days was Duba Dat, a reticent man with dark still eyes and cheekbones like hamburger buns. On our first morning together, we headed toward the Perfume River, some say its name, Hong Gyang, should translate as Fragrant River, to board a narrow old wooden motorboat. Bamboo fishing boats crowded the riverbank across from us. Children were jumping into the water from a nearby island. Jialong, the first emperor of the Win dynasty, ordered the planting of fragrant trees along the river in the early 1800s, and much of the riverfront remains grassy and untouched. As we headed west, Dat said little, except to point out an imposing modern tower on the riverbank. This is a water purification tower, he said, proudly. Source, by Amanda Hesser, The New York Times, September 1, 2005. Just as the temperature reached 103 Fahrenheit, we docked upriver and walked into the old Tian Mu Pagoda and Monastery. In 1963, an elderly monk from Tian Mu, Ti Kuang Duk, set himself on fire to protest President Ngo Dinh Diem's policies of discrimination against Buddhists. The baby blue Austin in which the monk made his fatal trip to Saigon is kept in an open building, where it rusts slowly in the room next to where the monks eat their meals. Atop the car is a grim photo of Kuang Duk sitting in the lotus position, his body consumed by flames. A fire extinguisher sits nearby. The Green Berets were stationed 45 miles from here, Dat said, in one of his many sudden, oblique references to the Vietnam War, which the Vietnamese refer to as the American War. The war was never far from view, at the Citadel, which once contained the Royal Palace, a small-scale version of Beijing's Forbidden City. The walls are still peppered with bullet holes from the Tet Offensive, and some of Hugh's nightclubs have names like Apocalypse New. But while no one expressed resentment about American involvement in their country's affairs, no one wanted to talk about it much, either. Surrounding Hugh are a number of emperor's tombs, many built as summer retreats and eventual burial sites. We arrived at the tomb of Tu Duc, the 19th-century emperor who had the longest reign, 35 years of the Win dynasty, at noon when the temperature had soared to a level that I never wished to repeat. Tu Duc spent summers in Hugh, and the pond-side pavilion where he would write poetry and relax with his concubines, a boring job, Dat said, still stands among Frangipani trees. Tuduk is one of the few emperors who left a post-mortem of his job performance. 
on a large stone table near his tomb, too Duke criticizes himself for losing to the French and for lacking a direction. He did build a lovely tomb, though. Afterward, we stopped at one of the outdoor cafes along the Dongba Canal, they are packed together so tightly it's hard to know which one you're in. Imperial City of Hue Uwe represents an outstanding demonstration of the power of the vanished Vietnamese feudal empire at its apogee in the early 19th century. The complex of monuments is an outstanding example of an eastern feudal capital and of the planning and construction of a complete defended capital city in a relatively short period. The integrity of town layout and building design make it an exceptional specimen of late feudal urban planning. Source, UNESCO. Located in the center of Hue, along the Perfume, Hong, River's northern bank, the complex of royal architecture represents and demonstrates the power of the Win Dynasty's centralism. Contained in this complex are Quintan Hue, the Hue capital citadel, Huang Tan, the royal citadel or imperial city, and Tu Cam Tan, the forbidden citadel, clustered together, symmetrically placed along the longitudinal axis and facing to the south. The system of walls combines sophisticatedly both eastern and western architectural styles placed in natural harmony within Gubin Mount, Perfume River, Giavin and Bok Tan Islets. Even people implicitly consider these natural landscapes as a part of the complex. Surrounded by a square wall, almost 600 meters in length on each side, the imperial city has four gates, of which the south gate, Ngo Mon, is most typical in construction and is widely seen and recognized as the symbol of Hue Citadel. It served not only as the main entrance but was also the place where important events of the dynasty took place. Within the area of the imperial city, the Forbidden Citadel was the area reserved for daily activities of the royal family. The main north-south axis, called the Dao Miraculous Road, runs through the three walls of the Hue Capital Citadel, Imperial City and Forbidden Citadel and was marked with the important buildings of Hue Citadel. Hundreds of small and large buildings were built symmetrically along this axis in harmony with their natural surroundings gives one a feeling of gentle and serenity. These buildings include Hien Luang Pavilion, Pavilion for Fresh Air, Fu Van Lao, or the Pavilion of Edicts was the building where emperors' edicts and lists of successful candidates of T. Hoi, National Examination, and T. Din, Court Examinations, were published, K.Y. Dai, Flag Tower, and Geomon Gate, the main entrance, Tai Hoa Palace, the Throne Palace, or Palace of the Supreme Harmony, was the building for great courts meetings, Kanchan Palace, the place for everyday working of emperors, Kanton Palace, Emperor's Private Palace, Kontai Residence, Queen's Private Apartment, Kientrung Pavilion, the place for daily activities of emperors. In the distance, to the west of the capital citadel, along the Perfume River, are the famous royal tombs and temples, masterpieces in landscape architecture built by the Win Dynasty. Each royal tomb aimed at creating a living place for royal pleasure before becoming an eternal resting place after the king's death. This resulted in the architecture of royal tombs in Hue being distinguished by unique characteristics. Emperor Kai Din, ruled 1916-1925, presides over a state ceremony, Agents Maurice Press Photo. Organization of the Imperial City of Hue The main enceinte, the capital city, is square in plan, each side measuring 2,235 the defensive walls have six projecting bastions on each side and ten gates. The external defensive works comprise a berm, ditch, and glassy. The buildings inside the capital city include various former ministerial buildings, the Royal College and the UA Museum. The inner city is rectangular in plan and defended by brick walls, supplemented by a moat and wide berm, there is a single entrance on each of the walls. Inside it is divided by walls into a number of zones, the Great Ceremony Zone, the Worshipping Zone, the Residential Zone of the King's Mother and Grandmother, the Storage and Workshop Zone, 
the garden and school zone for royal princes, as well as the forbidden purple city. The palaces within the inner city are similar in style and design, set on a raised podium, with wooden trusses, usually ironwood, gilded and painted pillars and rafters, brick walls, and roofs of yellow or blue glazed cylindrical tiles. Roof edges are straight, and the decoration, both internally and externally, is abundant. Among the most important buildings are the Palace of Supreme Harmony, the Royal Reception Hall, the Mu Temple, the Royal Place of Worship, the Queen Mother's Palace, and the Pavilion of Dazzling Benevolence. Source, UNESCO. At the heart of the complex is the Forbidden Purple City, surrounded by brick walls. There is a single gate in the front wall, reserved for the use of the king, and the other walls have several entrances, each with a specific purpose. Originally there were over 40 buildings within the walls, but most are now in ruins and only their foundations survive. Outside the capital city there are several associated monuments of importance. These include the tombs of the Wind Dynasty to the south of the Perfume River. Other structures along both banks of the river are buildings related to the spiritual life of the dynasty, including the Temple of Literature, the Esplanade of the Sacrifice to the Sun and Earth, the Royal Arena, and the Temple of the Roaring Elephant, and the Celestial Lady Pagoda. Each tomb reflects its owner's life and character, the magnificence of Jia Long's tomb in the immense landscape of mountains and jungles represents the spirit of a general in war, the symmetry and majesty of Min Mong's tomb combiners both man-made and natural mountains and lakes and reveals the powerful will and solemn nature of a talented politician who was also an orderly poet, the peaceful and somber qualities of Tio Tri's tomb reflects the innermost feelings of an outstanding poet who made few achievements in political life, the romance and poetic atmosphere of Tu Duk's tomb evoke the elegant and subtle tendency of a poet rather than the strong characteristic of a politician. Perfume River Perfume River, Hung River, winds its way through the capital city, the imperial city, the forbidden purple city and the inner city, giving this unique feudal capital a setting of great natural beauty. Originating in the Trong Sun Mountain, the two springs Ta Trot, left tributary, and Hu Trot, right tributary, meet at the junction of Bang Lang Fork and create the Perfume River. From Bang Lang to Tuanan Estuary, the Perfume River is 30 kilometers long, the river level is not much above that of the sea so that the river runs very slowly. The color of the Perfume River is darker when it runs along the foot of Nok Tran Mount, the Jade Cup Temple, Din Han Chen, where there is a very deep abyss. On the Perfume River near Hue, on his way to celebrate Tet with the Vietnamese Emperor, W. Somerset Mom rode in The Gentleman in the Parlor, 1930, we went along very slowly and the sound of the paddle was the only sound that broke the silence. It was delightful to think that I had all those hours before me to enjoy the sense of well-being and I thought to myself how when I was once more in Europe, imprisoned in stony cities, I would remember that perfect night in the enchanting solitude, it would be the most imperishable of my memories. It was a unique occasion and I said to myself that I must hoard the moments as they passed. The Perfume River is beautiful sight from its source, and runs among mountains, forest trees, plants, etc., bringing with it fragrances of tropical flora. The river runs slowly through the verdant and shady villages of Kimlong, Nguyetbu, Vida, Dongba, Jiahoi, Din Market, Namfo, Bao Vin, mingling with the odors of flowers of hue. The river with the shimmer blue limpid color is like a pearl in the sun. Boats are rowed up and down with remote, meditative and deep folk melodies at deep night. It is an eternal pleasure for many generations of tourists who go boating to behold the poetic landscape, to listen to the folk melodies of hue and tranquil nights. The views on both sides of the river with the citadel, town, gardens, pagodas, towers and temples, etc. and their reflections in the waters make the already lovable river even more poetic and musical. Many people think that Hue City has peaceful, 
gentle and tranquil landscapes mostly thanks to the Perfume River. This river brings to the city a meditative poetic characteristics and the harmonious limpidity exhaling from a land of age-old culture. Ngubin Mountain, south of Hue on the Perfume River, works together with the Perfume River to create positive feng shui for the old city of Hue, and hopefully the modern one too. Ngubin acts as a front-screening elevation. Two sand dunes of the Khan Han and Khan Devine on the Perfume River are chosen as geomancy-conditioned dragon on the left, tiger on the right to protect the capital city. Ngubin Mountain was called Bang Sun, even Mount, and renamed Ngubin by Emperor Jialong. Together with the Perfume River, 105-meter-high Ngubin Mount is the second invaluable gift endowed by nature to Hue. These two mingle with each other creating the romantic mountain and river beauty of Hue. For a long time, this beautiful mount and the blue limpid Perfume River have become the symbol of Hue City. Therefore, people often call Hue the land of the Perfume River, Hung River, and Ngubin Mount or Hung Ngu Land. Imperial Citadel of Hue Imperial Citadel on the north side of the Perfume River in Hue, is a massive fortress surrounded by a moat fed by canals filled with lotus flowers and lilies. Built between 1804 and 1833 and designed by French military advisors using principles of fortifications developed in the 17th century, the fortress has a square plan with walls measuring more than 650 meters on each side, enough to enclose as about half of the city's six square miles. Construction of the citadel began in 1804 during the reign of Emperor Jia Long, and it took two decades to complete. Hundreds of craftsmen and 80,000 conscripted laborers were used to build it. Many of the imperial buildings within the citadel are almost exact copies of Chinese buildings, but they have enough unique features, lots of green and yellow enamel tiles and decorative dragons, phoenixes and planets, to qualify as Vietnamese architecture. The citadel fortifications are surrounded by 80 bunkers and a 40-meter trench. Many buildings have been restored with money from UNESCO and other sources. Some have been reconstructed like a jigsaw puzzle from fragments laying the ground, some have been replaced with copies of the original, and others have been restructured with parts scavenged from other sites. In one corner of the fortress is a star-shaped ravelin that protected the city's most vulnerable side from attack. The city of Hue and the citadel are inextricably bound together. Imperial buildings are interspersed with houses, schools and offices inside the citadel walls, are almost every block has at least one temple. Farmers grow watercress in the canals and moats and cassava and onions in the palace courtyards. In front of many of Hugh's residences are evil spirit-repelling screens made from woven bamboo decorated with bits of broken porcelain retrieved from old buildings. In 1947, the communist Viet Minh captured the citadel and during the fighting nearly every building within the forbidden city was destroyed. There is still some controversy as to whether the buildings were destroyed by French artillery or a fire set by the Viet Minh. In the Vietnam War, the citadel was declared off-limits to American GIs until the Tet Offensive, when the Viet Cong raised their flag there for 24 days. When the Americans launched their counterattack, the first thing they did was blast huge holes in the citadel walls to allow tanks to get through. During the fighting imperial buildings were looted of tapestries, paintings, furniture and treasures, many of which later ended up in the hands of overseas buyers. Greater than Jane Perla's wrote in the New York Times, tourists now pass peacefully through the gates of the 19th century fortress. They wander around an imperial enclave that was modeled after Beijing's Forbidden City and occupied from 1802 to 1945 by the often Sybaritic Vietnamese kings of the Win Dynasty. Inside, visitors find a patchwork of temples and pagodas, and at the very center, the purple Forbidden City that was the exclusive domain of the emperor, his wives, his concubines and the eunuchs who served them. An old palace that survived intact has been turned into a museum displaying elaborate imperial gowns, weapons and housewares. 
A large photograph shows the last emperor, Bao Dai, as a man caught between two cultures, he wears a traditional costume with a pair of wraparound sunglasses. The citadel covers an area of 500 hectares and is made up of a system of three circles of ramparts, namely from outside to inside, King Tan Hu, Hu Capital Citadel, Huang Tan, Royal Citadel, and Tu Cam Tan, Forbidden Citadel. Construction of the King Tan Hu, Hu Capital Citadel, started in 1805 under the reign of Emperor Jia Long and completed in 1832 under the reign of Emperor Ming Mong. Succeeding Wen kings built additional ramparts, palaces and other buildings and defensive structures. Over 140 small and large buildings remain today. The citadel is square in shape and has 10 entrances. It is almost 10 kilometers in circumference, 6 meters high, and 21 meter thick. On the top of the walls that surround it, 24 bastions are established for defensive purposes. In addition, the citadel has an ancillary gate connecting the Trambin bastion called the Taibin Mon, Peace Gate. The walls are made of bricks, 4 meters high, 1 meter thick, around which is a moat and a system of protection trench. Access to the imperial city can be made by four entrance gates. Also known as Huang Tan, Royal Citadel, the imperial city was established at the center of the citadel. This contained the highest offices of imperial court and sanctums honoring the cult of decreased emperors. The Royal Citadel consists of more than 100 buildings divided into different sectors, one, sector for the NGO Mon Gate and the Tai Hoa Palace, used for setting up various grand ceremonies, two, sector for worship shrines of the Win Kings, Cheyu Mu, Tai Mu, Hung Mu, the Mu and Feng Tian temples, three, sector for internal affairs office, storehouse for precious objects and workshop for manufacturing various useful articles, four, sectors for the Convent Palace and the Koha Garden, where the princess studied and relaxed. Restoration of Imperial Citadel Greater than Jane Perla's wrote in the New York Times, in the early 2000s Polish workers restored a main temple that was ruined by the fighting and the effects of humid weather and Vietnamese artisans applied the finishing touches of red lacquer and gilt trim. The ground where the most elaborate palace stood is now a barren grassy square and will probably remain so, said Win Van Fook, the deputy director of the International Cooperation Department of Hughes Monuments Conservation Center. We want to maintain the old as much as possible and to avoid rebuilding completely new monuments, Mr. Fuchs said. One of the palaces will be rebuilt but it will take a long time because we need to do the research. So far, Vietnamese researchers have not found photographs of the palace interiors, and documents from the imperial era were scattered in archives in Europe and the United States, he said. Greater than. Greater than source, Jane Perlas, The New York Times, February 16, 2004. The restoration of the Hugh Citadel has progressed in fits and starts, largely because of disagreements about how to go about it. UNESCO designated the Hugh Citadel a World Heritage Site, but divisions over whether the Citadel should be completely rebuilt or allowed to remain more as is have left the restoration efforts in limbo. Some heritage experts like William S. Logan, who is a consultant to UNESCO, worry that if the restoration is overdone, the Citadel could risk becoming a theme park. But Japanese experts favor rebuilding some temples from scratch. The Japanese have a proposal to rebuild a pavilion on the green field in the center, and UNESCO has said not to do it, Mr. Logan said. It is an argument between those who want to do more and those who want to do less. While the politics of restoration may be fierce, it appears that the politics of responsibility for what happened at Hugh have subsided. People in the residential quarters on the south side of the Pearl River, where the 1968 urban fighting took place, shrug off the war as history. Asked to which side inflicted the most damage on the citadel in this century, Mr. Fook, who at 33 was born after the 1968 offensive, was diplomatic. NGO Moan, Noongate. 
Ngo Mon, in front of the throne palace and facing the flag tower, is the triple-arched main gate of the citadel. During imperial times only the emperor was allowed to enter it, other members of the court entered through other gates. On top of the gate is a structure called the Belvedere of the Five Phoenix, where the emperors gave speeches and the last emperor, Bao Dai, abdicated on August 30, 1945 to representatives of Ho Chi Minh. Facing the Perfume River, the gate was heavily damaged during the Tet Offensive especially the East Wing. South Vietnamese workers repaired much of the damage before the war was over. The Ngo Mon, noon gate of the Forbidden City, was principal gate and main entrance to the Imperial City. Ngo Mon is a huge building, U-shaped and consisting of two parts, below is a foundation made of brick, ton and quang stone, above is a pavilion made of wooden roofed with tiles. The longest and widest sides of this 5.2 meters high foundation are 50 meters and 27 meters respectively. Ascent to the top can be made by two open stone staircases on both sides. There are five entrances, the main one being Ngo Mon, paved with ton stone and with red lacquered doors reserved for the emperor. The two side entrances, the left and right gates, were for civil and military mandarins and, inside the branches of the U, are two more gates used by soldiers, elephants, and horses on the royal procession. The upper part is the Ngu Feng Pavilion, pavilion of five phoenixes, in the middle, flanked by two wing belvedere's of two stories. Viewed from above, the pavilion resembles a group of five phoenixes with beaks joining and wings widespread. They form two rows, two roofs each surrounded with a roofed gallery. The middle section of the roof is covered with yellow enamel tiles and others with dark green ones. Along the roof ridges are designs of head-turning dragons, banyan leaves and bats with golden coins. Panels along the eaves are decorated with ceramic mosaics of prunes, orchid, chrysanthemum and bamboo. They are bright and harmonious, and very resistant against the rains, typhoons and the passage of time. The upper story is supplied with wooden partitions and was exclusively reserved for the Queen Mother and the Emperor's wives. They could look through windows shaped like circles, gongs or fans, but blinds prevented them from being seen from the outside. The lower story was left open except for the middle room which is panelled and supplied with glass doors. There sat the emperor on festive occasions. Behind his seat were a big bell and a large drum, which enhanced the importance of the ceremonies. Besides, the drum was often used to herald closing time of the imperial city. At this signal, sentries would fire the cannons of the flag tower and close, or open, the gates of the citadel. Two Chinese characters meaning Ngo Mon on the front of this building had originally been gilded with genuine gold. All structural components such as partitions, columns rafters doors and banisters are lacquered red and yellow. Ngo Mon was also the site where the emperor received homage from his subjects and ceremonies took place such as, ceremony of proclamation of doctor lists, successful candidates in the national examination, calendar offering day on the side of the road passing the Ngo Mon stand two stone steelies inscribed with tilt your hats and dismount reminding passers-by to tilt their hats and get off horses when passing this sanctum. Flag Tower, near Ngo Mon, is also called the King's Night. A focal point of Hue City, it looks like a simple flagpole from a distance, but viewed from the Imperial City, it is really a huge structure of three flat-top pyramids, one lying on top of another. The Flag Tower it was built during Emperor Jialong's reign, in 1807, and later improved by his son, Emperor Minmong. According to the Tukluk, Win Dynasty's Chronicle, the flag tower is 17.40 meters high and consists of three terraces. The first is 5.60 meters high, the second, 5.8 meters, and the third, 6 meters. The higher the terrace is, the smaller its surface is. On the third terrace, are eight little buildings housing one cannon each and two sentry boxes at opposite ends. 
The 29.52 meters flagstaff was originally made of wood. It was replaced by a new one in 1846 by Emperor Teotrian again in 1914, with French assistance, with a cast iron one after having been destroyed by a typhoon. 43 years later, after the return of the French colonialists, 1947, the staff was again destroyed. So it was in 1948 that a 21-meter concrete staff was erected. In feudal times, a yellow flag flapped every day on top of the staff. It was replaced with a larger one on festive occasions, the Nam Giao offering ceremony, for example. Made of wool or velvet, this 4 meters by 3.6 meters flag was brocaded with a dragon design in its center and fringed with serrated lace. Today, the 212-foot-high flag tower is the tallest in Vietnam. Palace of Supreme Peace, Throne Palace Palace of Supreme Peace, inside the Imperial City, facing the NGO Mon Gate, lies right on the central axis of the Hue Citadel and was where the Emperor held meetings and met foreign dignitaries. Situated behind a large courtyard known as the Grand Reception Plaza and reached by crossing a small lake on the Bridge of Golden Waters, it features a slightly careworn reception hall, supported by carved and lacquered columns. Coronations, major celebrations and receptions were held here. On a large dais in the palace is the red and gold imperial throne, inlaid with mirrors to keep bad spirits away. The courtyard is divided into nine areas, each corresponding with a military and scholarly mandarin of a different rank. Behind the palace are two smaller halls for the mandarins, with doors and walls damaged by bullets and bombs during the Tet Offensive. During the offensive the North Vietnamese Army set up a command post within the Palace of Supreme Peace, which was heavily shelled by American forces. Leaving behind grenade-singed walls and mortar-torn roofs. Even the throne hall was not speared. Its exquisite columns were badly damaged. Most of the damage has been repaired. Throne Palace, Dean Tai Hoa, also known as the Palace of the Supreme Harmony, was constructed in 1805 by Emperor Jia Long and used later in 1806 for his coronation. In 1833, it was moved onto a foundation of 2.33 meters high by Emperor Min Mong. It is 44 meters long, 30.50 meters wide, 11.80 meters high and contains a five-room, two-bay main building connected with a seven-room, two-bay front building. The columns are lacquered red and decorated with golden dragon designs. On the roof ridge rest two dragon designs paying homage to the moon. Eaves and roof corners are ornamented with head-turning dragon designs. These and the moldings along the eaves are inlaid with multicolored ceramic chips. The roof is covered with yellow enamel tiles. Over the middle room hangs a carved board with big Chinese characters Tai Hoa Dean, Palace of Supreme Harmony. Inside is the throne, covered by a golden canopy with brocaded circular dragon designs. Above each room hangs a colorful glass-sided hexagonal or octagonal lantern. In 1839, in an attempt to adorn this historic monument, Emperor Min Mong ordered the framework to be lacquered red and gold. It was later supplied with European-styled paving by Emperor Tan Tai, in 1899, and colored glass door on front and back sides by Emperor Kai Din, in 1923. It was originally left open and shaded with blinds only. The interior decorations include some jugs and other antiques. On the court stands a line of carved pedestals, each with a vase for rare plants. Constructors of the throne palace have succeeded masterly in creating two contradictory features, cool in summer and warm in winter. From the throne in the center, one can also distinctively hear sounds made anywhere in the palace. Of this phenomenon no researcher in acoustics or architecture could ever give an exact explanation. The great court in front of the palace, known as the Great Rites Court, or Esplanade of Great Salutation, is paved with tan stones and consists of two terraces, the upper was reserved for high-ranking civil and military mandarins. 
On both sides of the court are two rows of small steelies called Tham Sun showing the positions Mandarin should take according to their ranks. The lower terrace, beside the Trungdao, central path, bridge, is for elders and village authorities in ceremonial occasions. At both corners of the court stand two bronze kylans. Kylan is traditionally a harbinger of peace and a reminder of ritual solemnity. Between Ngo Mon Gate and the court is the Tai Deek Lake, Grand Liquid Lake, dug in 1833 and spanned by the Trungdao, Central Path, Bridge. The bridge, secured by iron banisters, connects the two monuments. At both ends we find a gateway elaborately carved with five-clawed dragon designs in high relief, dragons among clouds on bronze columns. Though symmetrically built, the two columns with two dragons, one slithering down and one soaring up really create an attractive liveliness. The throne palace is the site where solemn ceremonies took place such as, the Coronation Day, the Crown Prince Coronation Day, the Ambassador Receiving Ceremony, Emperor's Birthday Anniversaries, etc. Great meetings were held here twice a month while regular ones took place in the Kanchan Palace, Palace of Audiences, behind the Great Golden Gate. The palace was seriously damaged in 1968 during the American bombings. Typhoons, rains and floods have aggravated the calamity and thus deprived the monument of original appearance. Forbidden Purple City Forbidden Purple City, inside the Imperial City, behind the Throne Palace, was reserved for Emperor and his family and was built as a scaled-down version of China's Forbidden City in Beijing. Known in Vietnamese as Tu Canton, Forbidden Citadel, it was established early under reign of Emperor Jia Long in 1804 but built mostly by Emperor Kai Din and occupied, until the 1940s by his son, Bao Dai, the last emperor of Vietnam. Like its counterpart in Beijing, the Forbidden Purple City was forbidden to everyone except for the emperor, the immediate royal family, their servants and concubines, and select imperial members of court. Much of it was destroyed during wars with France and United States. A short stairway, a couple brass cannons, empty pedestals and a few floor tiles is virtually all the remains of the former palace. The library has been restored but buildings such as theater, the tea pavilion are little more than crumbling freestanding walls and foundations, which have been engulfed by vegetable and cassava fields and are home to a couple of wandering cows. After Bao Dai abdicated, he, his wife and their five children left the Forbidden City and moved to Paris. Don Hui, the queen mother, wife of Kai Din and mother of Bao Dai, stayed in Hue after the abdication. She moved out of the Forbidden Purple City into a two-story stucco house. She stayed on in Hue to attend the tombs of her ancestors. I am very sad, exceedingly sad. When I was young, Hugh was so beautiful, she told an interviewer in 1974, then it was ruined. She died in Hugh at the age of 91 in 1980. The compound is surrounded by brick walls, 3.72 meters high, 0.72 meters thick, about 1,230 meters in circumference. The front and back sides are 324 meters each while the left and right side are more than 290 meters. There were 50 buildings of different sizes and seven gates. Dai Kung Mon, the Great Palace Gate, is in the front side. It was reserved for the kings. Important buildings include Kanchan Palace, the office and place for daily working of the emperors, Kentan, Emperor's Private Palace, Pone Tai Residence, Queen's Private Apartment, Duye Ti Duong House, Royal Theatre, Tian Xian, the kitchen for the king's food, and Tai Bin Lao, King's Reading Room. Royal Library, Tai Bin Lao, in the Forbidden Purple City, was the only monument undamaged in the Forbidden Citadel after the reoccupation of Hue by French troops in early 1947. It is the pavilion where the Emperor's Wind came for reading and resting. In 1821, by order of Emperor Min Mong, a building was erected west of the Tio Fuing Garden, Garden of Lingering Aroma, called the Trinyan Mansion, Mansion of Intellect and Mercy.
It was later improved and renamed Tan Ha Thu Lao, Writing Pavilion, by Emperor Chiotrai, and then, by Dong Khan as the Royal Library. This pavilion, elaborately decorated with ceramic mosaics, faces a square-shaped pond with a lovely rock garden. Left of the pavilion stands the Tu Fuang Vo Gu Pavilion, Pavilion of No Worry, and right of it is the Ho and Yet Thu Trong Gallery, Gallery of the Nourishing Sun. On the left of the Bat Phan Pavilion, pavilion open to eight directions, is a small structure called the Luke Tri Then Thong Belvedere and on the right is the Then Tu Room, Morale Improving Room. North of it is the Luke Jock, hexagonal, pavilion with Trot Trungtus's Temple, Temple of Just Conduct, on the left. In front of this temple is the Dukveen House, House of Full Virtue. Bridges and galleries are together connected, lakes and ponds smoothly flow into one another in a very poetic scenery. Royal Theatre, Duye Ti Duong, east of the Kuang Min Palace, Palace of Brightness, in the Forbidden Purple City, was built by Emperor Min Mong in 1826. It was large, rectangular shaped with curved eaves, similar to those of Hugh Pagodas and communal houses, supported by two rows of iron wood, red lacquered columns decorated with intertwined dragon and cloud designs. On each column hung a painting of Hugh scenery in a golden frame, carved with dragon designs. The sky-blue ceiling above was painted with figures of sun, moon and stars, symbolizing the universe. The building was connected with the royal living quarters by snaky-roofed galleries. Theater was closed after the end of the monarchy in 1945. During the U.S. temporary occupation it was used by the South government for the Hugh Music College, present-day Hugh Art University. A square-shaped stage occupied the central part of the floor. No decoration was used to distinguish the real world from theatrical one. Behind the stage were two doors. Actors and actresses made their entrances from the right side and exited on the left. Behind the wall was a large room for storing scripts, theatrical headgear, footwear and props. The highest position of this room was occupied by an altar dedicated to two founders of the Court Opera Theatre. The room opened onto the court east of the Forbidden Citadel, this entrance was used by actors and actresses. Across the stage was a high tower of two levels. The top level, next to the western wall, was reserved to the queen, concubines and maidservants. On the ground level was a carved chair for the emperor. These two levels were kept separated by a bamboo blind which offered the spectators a good view of the outside, preventing them from being seen. Only the fluttering sounds made by fans, such as birds' wings, or giggles could sometimes be heard. On both sides of the emperor's carved chair were other chairs for state guests. There sat the governor-general and the superior resident sometimes during the French occupation. Nine holy cannons, housed in two buildings beside the Nyan and Quang Duc miradors in the citadel, were originally positioned in front of the NGO Mon Gate, at the foot of the Royal Citadel Wall, but later on, they were moved by order of Emperor Kai Din to the present-day location. The cannons have never been used for military purposes and just play a symbolic role as guardian spirits for the citadel. Each cannon is 5.10 meters long and weights more than 10 tons. Their barrels are elaborately inscribed with the titles, position order, weight, instructions, and writings on fights against the Taesun dynasty. On January 1, 1803, Emperor Jialong ordered all bronze wares of the Taesun dynasty to melt into nine cannons. The work was completed at the end of January 1804. The cannons were named after the four seasons and the five elements, metal, wood, water, fire, and earth. They are the holy invincible generals. Interesting sights outside the imperial walls of Hue. Interesting sights outside the imperial walls include the terrace for the sacrifice to heaven and earth, where the emperor went once every three years to report on the state of his country to the highest spirit in the sky, Lingmu Pagoda, a 390-year-old temple overlooking the river of perfumes where Vietnam's senior monk has his seat, 
and the serenity of Heart Lake, a lovely body of water surrounded by pavilions, where the emperors went for rest, relaxation and pleasure. The Everlasting Longevity Palace is another impressive religious building. Ho Huyen, Tiger Arena, on the south bank of the Perfume River, 4 kilometers from the Hue Citadel, was built in 1830 for duels between elephants and tigers that were arranged for the entertainment of the emperor, the royal family and mandarins. In the old time, the duels at Ho Huyen were held once a year. The last one was organized here in 1904 in the reign of Tantai. The arena has is a unique structure, open air and solidly built as a citadel. The Colosseum consists of two concentric circles built with bricks and mortar. The first staircase with 20 steps was exclusively reserved for the emperor and royal family leading up to the rectangular tribune with a surface of 96 meters, the height of 1.5 meters. Looking down from the tribune, people can see the cavity with the Colosseum. The second staircase, with 15 steps was used by the soldiers and the common people leading up to the earthen part. Between the two staircases is a big entrance 1.9 meters wide and 3.9 meters high for the elephants to enter the Colosseum. The way running around above this curved door is narrowed into a small bridge across the curved door. Under it is a big two-wing wooden door with stone hinges which still remain undamaged. Opposite to the tribune for the emperor on the other side of the arena are five cages for tigers and leopards. Above the middle cage is a stone sign inscribed the two Chinese words Ho Hu Yan. Pavilion of Edicts, Fu Van Lao, in front of the flag tower and by the National Highway No. 1A which crosses Hue City, is a delicate pavilion with a south view. In front of the pavilion is a large court leading to the Nghien Luang Pavilion, Pavilion for Fresh Air, on the Perfume River Bank. A tiger-elephant duel was held on the pavilion grounds in 1829 to entertain Emperor Min Mong. In his 40th and 50th birthday anniversaries, many entertainments were also held there. These practices were maintained by Emperors Chiu Trai and Tu Duc in their birthday anniversaries. Emperor Chiu Trai listed the Perfume River and the Pavilion of Edicts among 20 most beautiful sites of the capital city of Hue. It was him who ordered in 1843 the construction of a steely house on the right of the pavilion for engraving his poem Morning Boating on the Perfume River. The Pavilion of Edicts is where Emperor's Edicts and lists of successful candidates of Tihoi, National Examination, and Tidin, Court Examinations, were publicized. Though built early in Emperor Jialong's reign, 1819, it was first decided by Emperor Min Mong to be the site to publicly display his important edicts. After having been announced at the throne palace or the NGO Mon, the edict was put in a canopied palanquin and carried by soldiers to the pavilion. On that occasion, the Tuatian province mandarins and thousands of local elders crowded to pay homage to the edict. Since 1821, after the proclamation ceremony, lists of successful candidates were posted there. In order to enhance the significance, two stone steles were erected on both sides of the pavilion, inscribed with Chinese characters meaning tilt your hats and dismount reminding passers-by to tilt their hats and get off their horses when passing this monument. The pavilion was destroyed by a typhoon in 1904 and restored later by Emperor Tantai. Hue Royal Fine Arts Museum, on 3 Latruc Street, Hue City, contains collections of bronze, pottery, chinaware, fop lamb enamel, court robes, headgear and personal belongings of former Vietnam emperors. The museum is housed in a seven-room, two-bay building constructed in the double architecture, originally called the Long An Palace, Emperor's Security, in the Bao Din residence of Taylog Precinct. When French troops took Bao Din residence for their headquarters in 1885, Long An Palace was emptied and materials were stored in it. In 1909, by order of Emperor Dui Tan, the palace was moved to its present-day site, 3 Le Truc Street. The building served later as the Kai Din Museum in Emperor Kai Din's time, in 1923. The building, 
former Longan Palace, housing the museum itself is a monument of remarkable value. The wooden panels are covered with 35 poems and essays composed by Emperor Teotrai. Tontoan Tile Roofed Bridge, 8 kilometers east of Hue City, crosses a canal flowing from the beginning to the end of Tontoan Village, Toy Ton Commune. It is an arched wooden bridge, 17 meters long and 4 meters wide. On both sides of the bridge length are two rows of wooden platforms and parapets for people to lean their backs. The bridge is roofed with curved tiles. Tontoy Village was established in the 16th century. Among the emigrants from Tonhoa following Lord Winwong to Tuanhoa, there were 12 family heads who settled down there to be the 12 initial families of the village. One niece of the sixth generation of the Tran family, Mrs. Tran T. Dao, offered the fund to the village to build a wooden bridge so that the villagers on both sides of the canal could transport conveniently and benighted travelers could rest on their way. Mrs. Tran T. Dao was a childless wife of a high-rank Mandarin in Lahiantong reign. She wanted to use her money for charity. In Kanhung's 37th year, Emperor Lahiantong granted the village a document to praise Mrs. Tran T. Dao and exempted the villagers from many taxes for them to remember her and to live after her example. In 1925, Emperor Kai Din also granted a document to bestow her dukbao, Trung Hung Ling Fo and to order the villagers to set up an altar on the bridge to worship her. A researcher into Vietnamese ancient aesthetics, Louis Bezacier, classified Tan Toan a rare and the most aesthetically valuable bridge among those of Vietnam. In the first half of the 20th century, there were the two most famous bridges of this style Phuc Toai and Phu Khe in the north, Tan Toan in Hue and Nhiet Ban, i.e. Lai Vien Q, also called Chua Cao, and Hoyan. The roofs of the bridges in the north are made of flat tiles, in the center are made of tube tiles. The Tontoan tile roofed bridge is not only an ancient architectural remain with highly historic and cultural values but also a tourist attraction. The bridge was built over two centuries ago and damaged many times by storms, floods and wars. However, after the bridge was destroyed, the villagers always contributed to repair, renovate and preserve it. The Tontoan Bridge with its tile roof has entered into the moods and aspirations of many generations as well as inspired the poetic souls of the local people and visitors, their contents are still handed down among the people or engraved right on the bridge. In September 1991, the bridge was greatly renovated according to the old design and officially accepted by the Ministry of Cultural and Information as National Remains, a rare and appreciated beauty spot of the whole country. Ho Chi Minh Museum, Hugh Branch, on No. 6 Laloi Street overlooking the Perfume River, is housed in a two-building. Many exhibits and pictures about the life and revolutionary activities of President Ho Chi Minh are displayed here, with a focus on the 10 years he lived in Hue. The museum opens at 7.30 a.m. Temples and Pagodas Outside the Imperial Walls of Hue Due to Pagoda, 100 Bok Dang Street, Phu Cat Ward, Hue City, between Dong Ba and Jiahoi Bridge, includes a main sanctuary with two statues of the deity 8 Vajra. Due to Pagoda was built by King Teotri in 1844 on the platform of 5,000 meters in his old residence, where he was born in 1807. It was constructed on a large scale, but was badly damaged during the successive wars. In 1889, Monk Tam Truyan was granted fund by King Tan Tai to restore the pagoda, but once again, it was badly damaged during a storm, in 1904. The present building was made in 1953. Behind the pagoda is a guest room and a kitchen. In the courtyard stand a steely house and a bell tower. The two-story entrance gate is topped with Dama Guardian's pavilion. Due to Pagoda was the third site listed by King Teotri in the 20 beauty spots of Hue. Tianmu Temple, on the left bank of the Perfume River, in Honglong Village, 5 kilometers from Hue, is the most impressive pagoda at Hue. Built on Hake Hill, small hill overlooking the river, 
This 90-foot-high octagonal tower was erected in 1601 on the brick foundation of a Cham building and has seven stories, each dedicated to a different manifestation of Buddha. According to legend, it was constructed from plans given to a wind lord by an old lady in green trousers and a long red dress. The old woman appeared on the hill where the pagoda stands today. She told local people that a lord would come and build a Buddhist pagoda for the country's prosperity. The old woman was instructed by a beautiful fairy maiden. After the old lady delivered her plan, she disappeared into a cloud. On hearing the story Lord Win Wong, ordered the construction of the pagoda of the Heavenly Lady. Inside Tianmu Temple, the Temple of the Fairy Lady, are ten red and gold altars, each representing the spirit of a dead emperor. Outside are nine beautifully carved stone dynastic urns. In shrine nearby is the Austin automobile that took the monk Tiet Kuang Duk to Saigon where he doused himself gasoline and set himself on fire in 1963. The famous photograph of the burning monk has been attached to the grill. Tianmu Pagoda was renovated by Lord Win Fuk Tan in 1665. In 1710, Lord Win Fuk Chu had a great bell, 2.5 meters high, 3,285 kilograms, cast and in 1715, he had a steely, 2.58 meters high, erected on the back of a marble tortoise. Several kings of the Win dynasty such as Jialong, Min Mong, Tio Trai, and Tan Tai, all had the pagoda restored. Fuaduan Tower, at first called Tunyan Tower, was erected in 1884 by King Teotrai. This octagonal tower has seven stories, 21 meter high. Daihong Shrine, the main hall, presents a magnificent architecture. As well as bronze cast statues, the pagoda shelters some precious antiques, a bronze gong cast in 1677, a wooden gilded board with Lord Win Fuk Chu's inscriptions, 1714. On both sides of the pagoda are a room for the monks and a guest room for visitors. The pagoda is surrounded by flowers and ornamental plants. At the far end of the garden stretches a calm and romantic pine tree forest. The pagoda was heavily damaged in 1943. Monk Tiet Don Hao organized a great renovation of the pagoda that lasted for more than 30 years. Nowadays the pagoda is very well maintained and very welcoming to all visitors. Han Chen Temple, on the bank of the Perfume River 10 kilometers upstream from Hu, was built for the cult of Po Nagar, the goddess of the ancient Cham people. After the Cham Empire collapsed the Vietnamese continued the cult and named the goddess as Heaven Goddess Wayana. This temple for goddess appeared in this place centuries ago, but with a very simple design, and after then, reconstructed with a larger and more beautiful architectural scale in 1886. Han Chen Temple is situated at a lovely site seated on the slope of the mountain Noctran, Jade, Cup, with sheer cliff facing the Perfume River. Hue Temple of Literature, on a low hill beyond the Tianmu Pagoda, on the left bank of the Perfume River, faces south and is mostly ruins now. All main buildings were built on the top of the hill, three meters higher than the surrounding land. In front of it was the Perfume River, in the back was villages, hills and mounts spreading from Trong Sun Range. All items of Hue Temple of Literature were erected on a square surface of 160 meters long on each side enclosed by La Tan, surrounding wall. There was once a complex of 50 big and small structures including 32 steles which bore names of doctors and four other steles. Formerly, various temple of literature were built by the Win lords in the capital and moved to three different places, Cheyusun village, Luangkwang village, and Longho village. Characteristic, the temple of literature is a worship temple founded by the Win dynasty to dedicate to celebrated scholars of Confucianism. In 1808, Jia Long and his imperial court decided to choose a low hill beyond the Tianmu Pagoda, on the left bank of the Perfume River, i.e. the current position, to build a new imposing and striking temple of literature. 
The construction of the Temple of Literature was commenced on April 17, 1808, and finished on November 12, 1808. The Temple of Literature was renovated many times and many additions were built, especially in Min Mong and Teotri's time. From Min Mong's time onwards, national examinations were held so that steles bearing the names of successful candidates were erected here. These Tian Si de Yonbia, steles bearing doctors' names were gradually erected on the yard of the main temple from 1831 to 1919, the year in which the last national examinations was held in Kai Din's time. Because of war and weather, mostly what remains of the Temple of Literature is the 34 steles of great cultural and historic value. On these steles are names, ages and places of birth of 239 successful candidates in national examinations organized in the Win Dynasty. Dynastic Temple, the Mu Dynastic Temple, the Mu, southwest of the Hu Citadel and facing south, is dedicated to ten emperors of the Win Dynasty. Built by Emperor Min Mong in 1821, it consists of a nine-room main building and an eleven-room front building, together connected in the double architecture with two bays on east and west sides. The Mu is roofed with yellow enamel tiles and on the ridge rests a wine gourd decorated with fop lamb enamel. It once had seven red and yellow lacquered altars, one in the middle, three on either side. The middle altar was dedicated to Emperor Jia Long and his two queens, Tua Tian and Tuan Tian. East of the Mu is the Khan Yi Palace. West of it is a square-shaped chapel for the worship of the God of Earth. A wall runs all around the Mu with the Kai Di Gate, Gate of Bringing Up, on the east, the Sung Tan Gate, Gate of Peace Honoring, on the west, the Hian Hu Gate, Gate of Recognizable Assistance, left, and Dak Hu Gate, Gate of Genuine Assistance, right, at the back. In the yard of the Mu stand the Nine Dynasty Urns. Behind them is a wall with the Hian Lam Pavilion, Pavilion of Glorious Coming, in the middle. Left of this pavilion is the Tone Leap Gate, Gate of Grandness, topped by a belfry and right of it is the Sung Kong Gate, Gate of Honorable Achievements, with a drum tower atop, the temple is architecturally similar to Tai Temple. Outside of the Hien Lam Pavilion are the left and right houses, dedicated to meritorious mandarins who had devoted themselves to Win On, later known as Emperor Jia Long, and his successors. On January 25, 1959, at the request of the royal family and the people, a ceremony was held to admit to the Mu Mortuary Tablets of Hamni, Tantai, and Dewey Tan, three anti-French emperors. So today there are three additional reddish lacquered altars for them in the Mu. Many personal paraphernalia of great value which belong to the Win emperors are kept in the Mu. On each altar were once dozens of gold ingots. Fortunately, the Mu has suffered the least damage through the numerous wars and today visitors can see it as it was originally built. Hien Lam Pavilion, Pavilion of the Glorious Coming, at the center of the dynastic temple's courtyard, southwest of the Hue Citadel was built in 1824 by Emperor Min Mong, at the same time as the dynastic temple. Hien Lam Pavilion has three stories and stands on a 21-meter by 13-meter square-shaped foundation. The area amounted to 300 square meters including the roof overhang. In front, on the stairs, nine steps each, joining the court, each flight is divided by two slithering dragon designs into three passages, the middle one being exclusively reserved for the emperor. The ground floor is paved with bat-trang bricks. It has three rooms and two bays surrounded with plastered brick walls. These are ventilated by windows similar in shape and decorated with enameled openwork bricks. The three rooms are left open and garnished with ornamental wooden banisters. Systems of rafters and panels are exquisitely engraved with floral designs. Hien Lam Pavilion can be considered as a memorial to those who had devoted their lives to the establishment of the Win Dynasty. The Emperor's Win are honored in the dynastic temple while meritorious mandarins are honored in the left and right houses on either side of the Hien Lam Pavilion. Because of the holiness of the pavilion, 
the emperor's win had decreed that no other building built in the citadel should be higher. Nine dynastic urns, near the Hien Lam Pavilion, in front of the Mu Temple, are the greatest bronze urns in Vietnam they were cast by Emperor Minh Mong in 1836 to symbolize the sovereignty of the dynasty. Each of them is named after the posthumous title of the emperors worshipped in the Mu Temple. For example, Cao Urn is named after Emperor the Takao, Jia Long, Nyan Urn after Emperor Tan Tanyan, Min Mong, Chuang, An, Yi, Tuyin and Tuan Urns after Emperors Tio Tri, Tu Duk, Kian Fua, Dong Khan and Kai Din respectively. Until 1958 only seven altars were established in the Mu Temple corresponding to seven urns. Du and Wian urns did not exist yet. After their casting, the nine dynastic urns were placed in accordance with the disposition of the altars in the temple. Cao urn stands in the center, alone in the first row. The others line behind and are placed symmetrically on both sides. On each urn are 17 traditional Vietnamese patterns like stars, rivers, mountains, seas and oceans, vehicles, valuable forestry and sea products, etc. The 153 patterns on the nine urns constitute a real encyclopedia on the country. This precious cultural heritage is incredibly well-preserved in spite of the harsh weather and the numerous wars. Imperial Tombs of Hue Imperial Tombs, up the Perfume River from Hue, are the final resting places for eight of Vietnam's 13 Win emperors. Each emperor has his tomb in a different spot and several tombs are modeled after Chinese tombs. The tomb of Emperor Kai Din, for example, is guarded by stone figures that are reminiscent of the those in Shen. The only difference is that faces of many of the figures bear an uncanny resemblance to Ho Chi Minh. Since most of the fighting on the wars with France and the United States were in Hue itself, the tombs were not badly damaged. Tomb of Emperor Kai Din, on the slope of Chao Chu Mountain, also called Chao E, 10 kilometers from Hue, includes a bronze statue of the emperor placed on a spectacular platform decorated with colorful pieces of porcelain and glass. The seated statue is set on top of the emperor's remains. Around a purple altar are brass cranes which represent hard work and turtles that symbolize longevity. The walls are lined with columns strangled by twisting polychromatic dragons. The tomb was built between 1920 and 1931. In comparison with the tombs of preceding emperors, Kai Dine's tomb is much smaller in surface, 117 meters x 48.5 meters, but it is very elaborate. It is the result of many architectural trends, European and Asian, as well as ancient and modern. The construction of the tomb was started on September 4, 1920 and lasted for 11 years. The overall construction of the tomb is an emerging rectangular structure with 127 steps, leaning against the mountain, entering the tomb area, one should climb a 37 steps gate with the biggest dragons in the country forming the side walls. In the courtyard, line two rows of left and right altar built according to traditional configuration of double stories with eight roofs, but all the rafters are made of reinforced concrete. Climbing 29 further steps, one is reaching the imperial audience court, in the center of which stands the octagonal steely monument also made of reinforced concrete. On both sides of the courtyard, two rows of statues are facing towards the court center. In addition to these statues, similar to those of the other tombs, there are six more couples representing bodyguard soldiers. These statues are made of stone, a material very rare in Kai Din's tomb. The courtyard is flanked on both sides by two high and imposing pillars. Visitors have to go up three more levels in order to reach the altar monument. The Khaitan Palace is the main room of the Tian Din Palace, which contains many connecting rooms. The walls are densely decorated and inlaid with elaborate glass and porcelain designs. The floor is covered with enameled flowers bricks and the ceiling is painted with nine dragons, appearing in fine fleeting clouds. The rear room of the Khaitan Palace constitutes the main temple, 
which contains the statue of Kai Din, is grave in his altar. Tomb of Emperor Min Mong, 12 kilometers form Hu, on Kam K Mount, near Bang Lang Fork, on the west bank of the Perfume River, is a lush haven of beautiful gardens, courtyards, moats, patches of jungle, ponds filled with lotus blossoms, and several temples positioned in a straight line near two large lakes. The most impressive structure, the Min Lao Pavilion, is situated on three platforms which symbolize the three great powers of the universe, the heavens, earth and water. The Pavilion of Light is also lovely. Min Mong ruled Vietnam from 1820 to 1840. He is regarded as a reformer. He created an assembly of mandarins that advised him on important matters and approved royal decrees. The tomb of Min Mong is a complex of 40 structures, palaces, temples, pavilions, etc., designed on an symmetric axis running from Dai Hong Gate to the foot of La Tan, surrounding wall, behind the emperor's tomb. In September 1840, the construction of the tomb began. In January 1841, while the work was implemented, Min Mong was sick and passed away. Emperor Chiotrai, his successor to the throne, continues this task according to his father's plans. Emperor Min Mong's corpse was buried in Bhutan on August 20, 1841. The building was fully completed in 1843. The buildings are distributed into three main parallel axes of which the Dao Path is the center. Dai Hongmon is the main gate to enter the tomb. The gate presents three paths with 24 heaving roofs covered with beautiful decorations. The gate was opened only once to bring the emperor's coffin to the tomb, and had been tightly closed since then. Visitors have to use the two side gates Ta Hongmon, left gate, and Hu Hongmon, right gate. Behind Dai Hongmon, big gate, is the honor courtyard, Bai Din, with its two rows of mandarins, elephants and horses statues. Bai Din, Steely Pavilion, is on Mount Fengnan. Inside is the Steely Tan Dukthan Kong, inscribed with the emperor's biography and merits written by his son Tio Trai. The salutation court is divided into four steps, the Hien Dukmon, gate, leads to the worship place. In the center is sung in temple surrounded by Ta, Hu Foi Ding, left, right temples, in the front and Ta, Hu Tung Fan, left, right rooms, and the back. The emperor and queen Ta Tian Yan are worshipped and sung in temple. Then, Huang Trot Mon, gate, leads to the bright pavilion, Min Lao, built on Tam Time Out. It is a square pavilion with two stories and eight roofs. On both sides of Min Lao, two obelisks stand on the hills. In the back of Min Lao are two flower gardens designed as the character longevity. Tan Naguyat, New Moon, Crescent Lake embraces the circular Bhutan, the wall surrounding the grave. There are three bridges on Tan Naguyat Lake. Visitors have to climb 33 Tan stone steps to reach the sepulchre of the emperor. Besides nearly 60 word boxes of carved poems in the Steely Pavilion, Hien Duk Gate, Song and Temple, and Min Pavilion are also remarkable and constitute an anthology of chosen poems of Vietnam's early 19th century. Tomb of Gia Long, 16 kilometers from the center of Hue, on the top of the Tian Thomas Mountain, on the west bank of the Perfume River, is in fact a group of tombs including those of the emperor's relatives. The whole compound is spread on a joint mountain with 42 small and big mounts, amongst which Dai Tian though is the biggest. To visit Jia Long's tomb, tourists can go by boat about 18 kilometers along the Perfume River and then land directly at the wharf of the tomb, or they can go about 16 kilometers by car to Kim Nok Wharf, take the bok from there and walk for some more kilometers. The emperor's tomb is located on a flat, big hill. In the front, Tian Thomas Mount forms a natural screen, and in the back seven hills raise like natural defenses. On the left, fourteen peaks form the left blue dragons, Ta Tan Long, and on the right, another fourteen form the right white tigers, Hu Bak Ho. 
The tomb complex is composed of three areas, one, in the middle, there are the double grave tomb of the emperor and queen Tua Tian. Passing the outer court, visitors can see imposing stone statues. Seven steps of the worship yard lead to Bhutan on the hilltop. Inside Bhutan, the stone double grave is built according to the concept of Kankon Hayup Duk, a symbol of happiness and loyalty. Two, on the right, the main monument is Min Tan Temple, dedicated to the emperor and his first queen. Formerly, it used to contain many artifacts related to Jia Long's military life. Three, on the left, the main monument is the Steely Pavilion. Nowadays, only this stele is left, minutely inscribed with Emperor Min Mang's singing of the late emperor's praises. To move along the paths among the grass and wild flowers, under the fresh shady pines, tourists can visit other neighboring tombs in this section such as Kuang Hung Tomb, the second wife of Lord Hien Vuong Win Phuc Tan, 1620-1687, mother of Lord Win Phuc Tran, Vin Mao Tomb, the wife of Lord Win Phuc Tran, 1650-1691, Twai Tan Tomb, the second wife of Win Phuc Luan and mother of Emperor Jia Long. The most noticeable one is the tomb of Queen Tuan Tian, mother of Emperor Min Mong. Next to it is Jia Tan Temple, dedicated to her. Tomb of Tu Duk, 8 kilometers from Hue, is located in a narrow valley in Duangxuan Tianj village, currently Tianjba village, Toishuan commune, Hue city. It is built on the site of the pleasure palace where Emperor Tu Dok, the fourth Win emperor, composed verse, made love with his 104 wives, drank tea made from dew condensed off lotus blossoms and ate meals consisted of 50 dishes prepared by 50 chefs. Set among frangpani trees, bamboo groves, lotus and ninupper ponds, and pine forests and surrounded by an octagonal wall, the tomb grounds, which the emperor designed himself, contains a theater, various bridges, hunting ground, and numerous stone mandarins and generals. Construction of the tomb began in 1848, while the emperor was still alive. Over 3,000 workers labored for three years to build this 30-acre, 50-monument tomb, which has two accesses, one for the mausoleum and the other for the palace. Many of the laborers died from overwork, there was even a workers' revolt. A poem written while the tomb was being built goes, 10,000 years, 10,000 years. A tomb built for eternity slash the bones of soldiers garnish the rampart slash the blood of the people fills moats and ponds. The tomb of Tu Duke is regarded as one of the most beautiful works of royal architecture of the Win dynasty. Not only that it is beautifully set among romantic scenery of mounts and lakes. The tomb lies in a pine forest and was built between 1864 and 1867. On an area of about 12 hectares wide, nearly 50 buildings and structures were built on terraces of various levels, about 10 meters difference. All buildings include the word Kiam modesty, in their names. The tomb is divided into two main parts, the temple area and the tomb area. The temple area, entering the Vu Kiam entrance, you come to Lu Kiam Lake. On the lake are Zong Kiam Pavilion and Du Kiam Pavilion where the emperor used to come to admire flowers, compose poems, read books, etc. Then, three ton stone steps to Kiam Kung Gate lead to Hoa Kiam Palace, which used to be the emperor's working place, and is now the altar devoted to the emperor and the queen. On both sides are Fop Kiam House and La Kiam House for the military and civil mandarins. Behind Hoa Kiam Palace is Luang Kiam Palace, which was also the emperor's resting place, and was later used to worship Mrs. Tudu, Tuduk's mother. On the right of Luang Kiam Palace stand on Kiam Palace, where the royal utensils are kept. On the left of Luang Kiam Palace is Min Kiam Theater. Then, comes Chi Kiam, the altar to worship the emperor's wives, Tri Kiam Palace and Wai Kiam Palace were the accommodations of the emperor's concubines. The tomb area, on the left of the temple is the necropolis itself slopping upward with the honor courtyard, the steely pavilion, and the sepulchre. Right behind Bay Din, 
honor courtyard, with two rows of magnificent military and civil mandarins, is Bai Din, Steely Pavilion, with the biggest stone steely in Vietnam. It is inscribed with Kiem Kung narrative, composed by the emperor himself, writing about his life and imperial cause as well as his misadventures and diseases, etc. On the hill, opposite the semicircular Tiu Kiem Tri Lake is the Bhutan brick wall, in the middle is a stone house, where the emperor was buried. Tomb of Tio Tri, 8 kilometers from Hu lies in Chu Chan village, Toi Bang Commune, Hong Toi district, with its simple and intimate beauty, leans against the foot of Tuan Dao Mount. In front of the tomb stretches a flat land with green trees and rice fields ranging from the Perfume River's bank up to Lim Bridge. After being on the throne for seven years, Emperor Tio Tri was sick and died on November 4, 1847 at the age of 41. In his lifetime, the emperor neither thought of his death nor one of the people and soldiers to waste so much labor and property for him, so he did not have his tomb built. As soon as coming to the crown, his son Emperor Tu Duc had the royal geomancers to seek land for his father's tomb. On February 11, 1848, the construction started, and ten months later, it was completed. Tu Tri's tomb, can be divided into two parts, the tomb area and temple area. The tomb area, on the right with Nguan Trot Lake is the bronze gate leading to Big Bin Dai, honor courtyard. The two rows of stone statues on the left and right of the court are typical of the sculpture art in the first half of 19th century in Hue. Then, one can see Bai Din, Steely Pavilion, and Duk Hay Tower on a tortoise-shell-shaped hill. Nung Toy Lake looks like a crescent moon barring in front, the walls of the tomb itself, Bhutan. Across the lake are three bridges, Chan Trung, in the middle, Dong Hoa, on the right, Tae Din, on the left, leading to the stairs going to Bhutan. The temple area, it was built separately, 100 meters from Duk Hay Tower, on the left. After passing the marble gate and another three steps leading to Bu Duk Temple, visitors will go through Hong Trot Gate. In the middle is Bu Duk Temple, where the funerary tablets of the emperor and the queen Tu Du are worshipped. In the main temple, on the edges of the roof and Hong Trot Gate, are engraved over 450 word boxes including poems with educational and literary values. All the dependent works gathered around Bu Duk Temple such as left and right temple, and the front, left and right houses, in the back, increase the nobility of the main temple. Tomb of Dong Khan, Tian Chai Village, Toi Xuan Commune, Hu, like the other tombs was supposedly built to last for 10,000 years, but already after slightly more than a century it is showing quite a bit of wear, nevertheless, with its vast stone courtyards, stone mandarins and elephant, and grand pavilion it is still a sight well worth seeing. The construction of Dong Khan's tomb lasted through the lives of four emperors, 1888-1923. That's why it bears the stamp of two architectural inclinations of two different historical periods. After being crowned, Dong Khan had a temple built beside his father's tomb named Chui Tu to worship him. In February 1888, during the construction, Dong Khan got sick and died. Emperor Tan Tai came to the crown. He had to use Chui Tu Temple and renamed it Nung Hai for the cult of Emperor Dong Khan. His corpse was buried simply on a hill named Ho Duan Sun, 30 meters to the west of Nung Henry Temple. The whole tomb area was called Tu Lang. In 1916, when Kai Din, Dong Khan's son, was crowned, he had the temple renovated and the tomb built for his father. In July 1917, the tomb was accomplished. Nung Henry Temple and its dependent houses, in particular, continued to be repaired and were finished in May 1923. Sites outside of Hue Tuatian Hue Province offers a diversified and beautiful landscapes. The main destinations are Bakma, White Horse, National Park and other attractive beaches such as Tuanan, Lang Company and Kanduang. Mineral Stream of Mayan, in Fu Duong Commune, Fuvang District, 
7 kilometers east of Hue, on the way to Tuanan Beach, has been compared to well-known mineral streams, such as Kounder, former Soviet Union, or Pavel Banis, Bulgaria. Von Khan Hill, 600 meters from the tombs of Tu Duk and Dong Khan, 7 kilometers from Hue, is a place where tourists can enjoy the lovely panorama of Hue especially the King's Winds tombs. Bakma National Park, 50 kilometers south of Hue City, embraces a hill station has a temperate climate much like that of Dalat, Sapa, and Tamdao. However, since it is located so close to the sea, the temperature in winter never goes below 4 degrees Celsius, 39 degrees Fahrenheit, and the highest temperature in summer never exceeds 26 degrees Celsius, 79 degrees Fahrenheit. Bakma, White Horse, Mountain is, is about 1,450 meters high and is situated in a transition zone of the northern and southern climate. From the top of Bakma, people can view landscapes of High Van Pass, Tui Van Mount, Kauhai Lagoon, Hue City and the Eastern Sea. The best time to visit Bakma is from February to September. Admission is 10,000 VND. It is open from 7 a.m. to 5 p.m. The French transformed Bakma into a summer resort in the early 1930s. In the late 1930s and early 1940s a total of 139 villas were built under the foliage of old trees and by sheer cliffs. Today it is kind of ghost town with abandoned villas, auxiliary buildings, a post office, a bank and tennis court, etc. Unfortunately, the war and lack of maintenance have significantly affected these buildings. In 1986, after 10 years of reunification, the state established a network of 87 natural reserves including Bakma. On July 15, 1991, the Bakma National Park was officially founded. Bakma has breathtaking natural landscapes. The highest peak is High Vong Dai, Sea Observation Post, 1,450 meters high, where people can have a panoramic view of the immense sea and surrounding scenery. Du Huyen Waterfall is astounding and huge in the wooded mountain. It is more than 300 meters high and 20 to 30 meters wide. It is amazing to watch the silver water running into the bright red of water rail flowers. Bakchi Waterfall, about 20 meters high, roars all year round. Five lakes, a system of large lakes, has clean and cool water, created by the block of black granite stretching along Kim Key Spring. This is a good place for camping, bathing, and outdoor activities. The National Park houses 931 species of animals of which 83 wildlife species, including tigers and monkeys. It is also home to 333-odd species of birds known to inhabit Vietnam. More than 1,406 species of plants have also been identified. In the summer, rhododendron flowers blooming on the hills and besides waterfalls. Beaches near Hue, Lang Company Beach, in Lang Company Town, Phu Lok District, next to National Highway 1A, near High Van Pass, is about 10 kilometers long. It was named one of the world's most beautiful bays by World Bays Club in 2009. Tuanan Beach, 15 kilometers from Hue, is situated in Phu Vang District, nearby Tuanan Mouth, where Hong River runs to Tam Gyang Lagoon and then to the sea. Small fishing boats, junks drift up and down a river-sided houses, temples, pagodas, rice field, and gardens. Best time to visit. Unlike northern Vietnam that has four seasons, central Vietnam only has two, wet, septjan, and dry, February to August. Hue has a similar climate to Hoi An and Da Nang so the best time to visit, in terms of the weather, is from February till April. I went to Hue in early to mid-September which is just at the start of the rainy season. It didn't rain when I was there but it was overcast on multiple days and still fairly hot. Dry season, Hue's dry season is from February till August. May till August is the hottest time of the year with temperatures often rising above 33 degrees Celsius, 91.4 degrees Fahrenheit. 
On top of that, August is a peak month for domestic tourism. February till April are the driest months and the best time to visit Hue. Humidity is low and temperatures hover at a more tolerable 23 degrees Celsius, 73.4 degrees Fahrenheit. Wet season, the rainy season in Hue starts around September and goes till January. It's one of the rainiest cities in Vietnam with the heaviest rainfall coming in October and November. This isn't the best time to visit Hue. Climate is hot and humid and dominated by the tropical monsoons yet it still has four distinct seasons, 1, fresh spring, 2, very hot summer, 3, mild autumn and 4, windy, cool winter. The dry season lasts from March to August. It is hot with temperate sometimes nearing 40 degrees Celsius the rainy season lasts from September to February. It can be cool then with an average temperature of 20 degrees Celsius, but sometime drops to around 9 degrees Celsius. At this time, it rains a lost, sometime the rains last all day. Another factor to consider when planning a trip to Hue is the Tet Holiday or Vietnamese New Year celebration. This is held sometime between the end of January and early February. Many businesses will be shuttered during this time and hotel rates will be at their highest. Text sources, New York Times, Washington Post, Los Angeles Times, Times of London, Lonely Planet Guides, Library of Congress, CIA World Factbook, Compton's Encyclopedia, The Guardian, National Geographic, Smithsonian Magazine, The New Yorker, Time, Newsweek, Reuters, AP, AFP, Wall Street Journal, The Atlantic Monthly, The Economist, Global Viewpoint, Christian Science Monitor, Foreign Policy, BBC, CNN, Fox News and various websites, books and other publications identified in the text.